All right, guys, we're back and we're here with our guest today. I know your guest today from hearing him on the Tony Arterburn show. And um, you've been on with Don Jeffries and uh, Billy Ray Valentine a bunch too, right? Yeah, I was on the Infinite Fringe with Billy uh, for the Kurt Cobain death that I personally think was a murder. Oh, right. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, it's uh, Our guest today is uh, Chris Graves. So, man, we're happy to have you here. And um, I didn't know that you knew a lot about the uh, the Cobain stuff. We'd love to do a show on that also. That, that was my number one uh, thing before 9-11 happened. Oh, yeah. right on. Sweet. I yeah. go all the way back there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can. Uh, I remember very clearly when that happened. You know, I was, uh, well, when was that? Was, that was uh, the uh Fall of the winter of 94, right? Yeah, it was April 5th, 1994 is when they say he officially died. His body was found three days later. Yeah, spring of uh, 94. So I that day I was uh, 14 years old. I was at the uh-huh. mall in Santa Rosa with my mom, Santa Rosa, California. And I remember I went to uh, Camelot Music and I was buying a Nirvana in utero poster. And this is before you heard the news. I didn't know the news. Oh, the girl wow. at the counter goes, oh, man, it's really sad about what happened to Kurt, isn't it? And he had overdosed a few weeks earlier and lived. Yeah, and that, was, uh, that, 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 was a, that was a murder attempt, too. And yeah, yeah I, it was in Rome, Italy. So yeah. I thought that's what she was talking about. And I was like, oh, that's OK. He's better now, you know. Yeah, he was in a coma. You yeah. Know, was and about a month before. Yep. But she was talking. I, I thought she was talking about that, but she was talking about how he was dead. <laughs> yes, yeah, the the actual uh, uh, successful attempt, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, we'd love to. That's a whole rabbit hole too. That's a, that's a cool. That's another. That's another '90s one we could get in. But yeah, oh, yeah. You, I've heard you on uh, the Arburn uh, radio transmission talking about um, all sorts of cool. Um, Bill Cooper-esque 90s old school conspiracy stuff. And uh, one that I've always really been into is Dumbs, Deep Underground Military Bases. And uh, I heard you cover that a little bit with Tony. And Yeah, he wanted to to start a podcast with me. Um, Lately, he's had me co-host his regular, uh, you know, he calls it Arch, the Otterburn uh, radio transmission. But uh, yeah, this is called... uh, the one you're referring to is, uh, I think the latest episode was uh, 1979, where we got yeah. into like all these weird things about it. We did one about the Georgia Guidestones when that happened, and then the first one we did together was uh, definitely uh, Bill Cooper. We kind of bonded over that. We and to come to find out, we both had visited his grave like a week apart and didn't know it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, Bill Cooper, and we did a whole episode about. Uh, you know, silent. Uh, yeah, try to think. Silent quiet weapon. weapon silent yeah, weapons yeah, for yeah. quiet wars. Is that what it is? Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and um, were yeah, you sorry. were you a uh, were you a big Bill Cooper fan? Yeah, I. It, it's weird when people ask me if uh, I'm into Alex Jones. I basically say no. I was into the real Alex Jones, the one uh, that Alex Jones took like his whole persona from. Yeah, it was Bill Cooper. Yep. Yeah, they killed him. Yeah, they uh, they got he him. He was the real one to uh, to predict nine eleven too. About a month before Alex started saying it, and Alex gets all that credit now. You know, Chad, have you ever heard the the um the the 
Bill Cooper uh, Hour of the Times episode from June of 2001 where he predicts 9/11. No, from June, huh? Yeah, he's that and close he, and in. he says he says they're going to say it's Osama bin Laden. It's yep. not. And if you believe him, if you believe that, you're one of the dumbest people on, on the face of the earth. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, he yeah, actually, like, you know, it's weird about that. I, I, the whole thing that kind of got me into doing the research stuff for all these other, uh, excuse me, all these other things is when uh, footage, news footage uh, disappears, and then it's as if it never existed. Yeah, I kind of started down that path when I found out that when TWA 800 uh, came down, um, there were all kinds of videos that were shown on different news stations that night showing the missiles like taking it down and exploding. Which uh, and, which flight was that? That was in 1996. It was uh, right off of uh, Long Island. Okay. And it's There's been a debate on what the cause of that was, but you had like almost a thousand witnesses that saw streaks of light coming up from the either the ocean or the land. And then basically hitting, taking out the plane. And a lot of the, a lot of researchers think it was a. Um, originally, there were researchers that thought it could have been Iranian terrorists on a boat. Yeah. But the yeah. most likely cause was that that same night around that same time, the Navy were doing, uh, you know, Navy naval exercises. Drill. And- it's always a drill. A drill, but here's the thing: a lot of people don't realize they they're known to do that all the time, right near a major like metropolitan area. So, and sometimes they'll even like they call it painting, like where they'll put like the laser guidance thing. They'll they'll paint a target on some of these commercial airliners that are taking off from the airports. But usually, but here's the kicker: usually it's a dummy uh, warhead. And nothing ever, you know, hits the airliners. You know, they just use them. I'm sure a lot of those passengers, if they knew that, they would not want to get on on the plane to begin with. So a lot of people think that it was the Navy accidentally uh, took it down because of the heat signature and everything. Because this particular one actually did. It had a new um, guidance system. And I think it had, it it actually had, um, it wasn't. Uh, explosive but it was like it went through the plane like it had just enough uh, power to go right through it and it caused like a, a rupture of the fuel tank but anyway I'm just I'm going off on that but yeah Bill Cooper actually did an hour of the time episode where he talks about seeing uh, CNN footage of a what appears to be a missile taking it out and I was just fascinated by that idea that they're there's thousands of people that not only on the beach and everything that night, but thousands of people across the country seeing different videos um, because apparently there were um, more than just one because uh, people, some people describe it as the plane coming in from the left. Some people say it's from the right. Some people say it's from a boat perspective out in the water. Some people even, they even say that there's like a wedding video and you see like, a missile come up from the beach and uh you can't find like actual legitimate sources that it's as if it, those videos never existed people don't know what they saw but there was something and that showed to me that the military actually is involved with like the censorship of you know the communications and everything because they're able to um disappear those videos 
without a trace, uh, probably sil- silenced a whole bunch of people at like the news stations and things like that. And as a matter of fact, I think Jack Cashel, who is like a TWA 800 like expert, he's written in a couple of his books about it, uh, that MSNBC was brand new at the time. And apparently they had a video <clears throat> that was confiscated by uh, three feds in the middle of the night. And those feds uh, basically uh, said, if you this never existed, you talk about this, uh, you don't want to talk about this. <laughs> you know, that basic thing. So just mysterious stuff. So going back to Bill Cooper, yeah, he did a whole episode where he went and he tried to get the archives at CNN, the footage for uh, when the crash happened. And he reports that um, the first hour in the tape is missing. And it's very curious because Bill Cooper was the one that got the footage for another case that I've been that really interests. Sorry, interests me is the JFK Jr. uh, crash there. There's footage out there from Boston, uh, my area that shows a Coast Guard um, petty officer named Todd Bergen uh, talking on the air on the phone with Susan Warnick, uh, the, the anchor for WCVB in Boston, confirming that John Jr. Uh, contacted the airport and said he was uh, ready to land and everything was okay. And he was just awaiting uh, landing instructions. But that phone call and that interview doesn't exist, except it does. And that's because Bill Cooper was able to get to the archives for Channel 5. He had some of his people at the time, go up to New Hampshire and get the uh, copies before they were able to take out um, that interview. And there was also references to a, uh, a witness that saw an explosion in the sky. And he was a, uh, a newspaper reporter for the Martha, Martha, <laughs> Martha's Vineyard Gazette. And to this day, we don't know what that guy's name was. And that report officially doesn't exist either. But there were two other witnesses that saw an explosion in the sky at night. So because of Bill Cooper, he was able to get that footage out, but he was never able to find the TWA footage that he actually saw when they aired it live of the missile going up. So, yeah, anyway, that's a long winded thing uh, about Bill Cooper. But, yeah, with uh, Tony and I, yeah, we did. uh, We kind of bonded over him. And I think... uh, I don't even know uh, where we were. Where yeah, I'm derailing that's, now. Yeah, that's that's good stuff, man. I uh, I had uh, I had kind of mixed feelings about um, Bill Cooper. You know, I wasn't a listener of Freedom AM Freedom Radio. You know, like when he was on it, him yeah. and Bo Greitz and all that. It would have been cool if I was, but it was uh, before my time. And um, you know, I bought behold a pale horse when i first started getting into all this stuff probably around 2017 you know it was pretty cool i my uh my experience of buying behold a pale horse i went to powell's books in portland oregon and it's uh it's the largest i think the largest bookstore in america it's a really awesome place when i was a little kid my parents used to just drop me off there at like eight in the morning give me 20 bucks and come back at like four that's awesome oh they'd be thrown in jail for that now but you know absolutely um (laughs) But I went there, you know, later in life, I went and uh, I went up to the information counter and I said, 
can you guys uh, look up a book for me and see if you have it? And they go, yeah, sure. It was like this old guy, this old bookworm guy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he goes, what's the, what's the title? And I go, Behold a Pale Horse by Bill Cooper. And he like looks up at me and like, there you go. <laughs> I got the same look. More and he didn't even that. like type it in. He knew where to take me. He had to take me to the special locked cabinet that has like, it had like the tarot cards and the I forget what else. Books. Yeah, yeah. And he, they had to unlock it and he oh. give it out to me. So I paid in cash. So I didn't get put on the, put on the, the watch list. Like, Oh, that. that's real. Yeah. After nine 11. Yeah. That was thing. the old, the old uh, rumor that if you bought that book with the credit card, you got put on a list. Oh you, yeah, you did. It was the Patriot act. Yep. Yeah. So, um, so I got it there. And then I think, um, I kind of had Bill Cooper up on a pedestal and then I read pale horse rider by Mark Jacobson. I read and that too, it, yeah. it, uh, it's a great book and it, I've had that, I had that guy on the show, the author on the show, on my show. Yeah. Um, he, uh, you know, he kind of took him down a peg for me. Um, learning a lot about his old eighties UFO stuff, kind of put a bad yeah, taste in my that... mouth about it. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you're, yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. And what what I found out is some of the uh, later hour of the time episodes, Bill admitted that he was wrong about a lot of the alien stuff that he was pushing. Yeah, and that he thought it was more of a, a it was definitely a, a human human agenda under the guise of this alien you know BS. Yeah, and he admitted it, but a lot of people I, I think in Pale Horse Run, I don't think he actually. Uh, it gives Bill credit for uh, for learning his, like his mistakes and, and things like that. He also um, Bill also gets called out uh, to this day for uh, the video that he had that basically it made it made it out to look like the driver that William Greer shot JFK with a yeah pick. that also uh, Bill Cooper in later years admitted that he was given a bum video. And that he was very uh, sorry about that the whole thing happened, but the damage was already done. So he was a flawed uh, individual, and he sometimes he can be very mean and stuff like that. So I don't put him on a pedestal, but I give him some credit just because his ass he, he's dead, and people like Alex Jones are still walking around. So right, I, right. that's why I and the nine eleven thing too is just very eerie because he was pretty spot on with with that stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, the. Uh... Am I, uh, am I, how's my uh, audio guys? Am I echoey? No, you're some, fine to me. Some strange noise, but okay, let's see if it clears up. Um, I'm just worried if my audio is because I can hear crickets like in the background. <laughs> no, you're all you. good. Okay, cool, cool. But uh, the one thing I thought, I think that book is really worth a read. It's, uh, it's, it's getting harder to find. If you can find it, go find a copy of Pale Horse Rider by Mark Jacobson. It's good to have. I think he also says, like, Bill. I think from what I remember, he also kind of not alludes to, I think he flat out like says that like Bill was like, a, you know, one of the guys that like, oh, the Jews did everything that way, you know, the Zionist thing. But I don't yeah. really remember Bill being really anti-Semitic at all on the hour of the time and, and things like that. Like he talks about Zionism, but yeah. it's not like he's saying all Jewish people are, are like that. I feel like that's an easy smear too you know what i mean yeah yeah but on i could that, be wrong you know on that uh on that night on that episode where he predicts 9-11 some guy when he's taking calls calls in later and starts talking about the jay conspiracy and he goes off on him oh, like wow. it's he gets mad at the guy and like 
like calls him a, a sheeple and like hangs up on him. Oh, you oh, you mean the the, the Jewish conspiracy? Like yeah, it, yeah, he did that a lot. Like uh, when he would have listeners call in and say like bad stuff about you know the blacks, this the blacks, especially during the L.A. riots. Uh, the hour of the time was on. That was like right at the beginning of when he started doing it. And he he said, you know, he was doing the same thing you just said. Like he was defending, like not all black people are out to, you know, riot and kill kill whitey and things like that. So when they smear this guy after he's dead and he can't even uh, defend himself, I'm like, his child. He had a, a half Chinese child. Yeah, <laughs> his daughter yeah. was half Chinese. So he that's the kind of thing that now supremacy. now you're racist if you point that out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I love your name, by the way. Um, Oh, I don't yeah. know if it's because of the movie, but the oh, movie is something I wanted to. I've written a Chud Three script years ago, and I hope oh, to, to hope to make it at some point. Oh yeah, that's awesome, man! That was uh, it was the name of a band I was in a long, oh, okay. long time ago, and I tattooed it on myself. And then the band broke up, so it just kind of became <laughs> my like, name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the movie though? Did you? Know oh yeah, we we'd seen the movie. We were we it's we named goofy, ourselves but... after it. <laughs> okay, all right. It's goofy, but. It's a guilty pleasure of mine. Not so guilty. Oh yeah, That's I was going to give the tattoo as well, but uh, like the cover, like with the sewer cover, with the oh hand yeah, the hand. Up. I wanted up. that on my back. <laughs> Tramp stamp on my own. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. that's uh, one that's of the. Great. That's one of those. Uh, it's one of the movie the cases that I can remember distinctly. The picture on the on the movie case from the old. They're school, not staying down there anymore. From longer. the old school rental place. Mm-hmm. From I love from that, when I yeah. used to go to Garth's video to rent movies you know <laughs> and the old yeah. freddy krueger uh, tapes too like all the artwork yeah yeah oh yeah some good artwork on those old vhs covers oh, yeah anyway sorry <laughs> yeah, I, no problem. i'm known to derail stuff so no sorry. man this is this is fantastic um so what we got you here to talk about chris is deep underground military bases aliens phil schneider all from a uh, 90s perspective so what can you tell us about that whole story I'll say this, uh, Phil Schneider, it's weird. Um, I don't know if I buy really totally into what he was saying, but I can't really knock the guy down either. And that's usually how these things are set up where it's like you can't do one or the other. Um, Because in terms of documentation, like that's why I like um, researchers like uh, the guy that I uh, I still do research for Donald Jeffries. Yeah, and another re- yeah, another researcher that I you know really loved, especially around the time of like Bill Cooper, was a guy named Dave McGowan. Yeah, and I'm still yeah. trying to keep his memory and his work alive because there's a lot of people that don't really know his stuff either. But what they would do is they would use mainstream sources against them, whoever that they are. You know what I mean? But he would use their own mainstream articles and point out like, hey guys just lied your asses off here you know but with phil phil schneider yeah he, since he was claiming to be from like that, that shadowy uh you know uh, black ops kind of world there's not a lot of documentation to back up what he's saying so there's the famous um presentation he did in 1995 where he uh, claimed that there was, was a, that was that like uh, uh, in 1979 it was like a war between um, Green Berets and like Delta Force and like it, Dolce, I think, in, in an underground base. And it was like a all out like 
you know, battle like under the ground. Um, but he was murdered. Well, they say, you know, quote unquote, murdered, uh, you know, suicided. Or <laughs> they claim he killed himself, but he was strangled with like a piano wire, I believe. So it's a very intriguing way to take yourself out. You know, you yeah, have to yeah. really be dedicated to the cause, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, basically, he was he he had he claimed to have pictures and footage from the underground base when you see the pictures uh, it's kind of like when the alien autopsy video came out on fox you know it probably around the same time like 94 95 yeah i remember that really well yeah i watched that over and over again i was intrigued to this day i'm i'm leaning towards maybe it was just you know made up thing but well i think uh, i think that uh there's a german uh special effects guy yes. who came out uh olaf Ittenbach. Um, yes he, right. has the, he, he put out a making of he he was like i i never intended anybody to think this was real it was just oh a, so he claimed it was that because i know they did a debunking thing but it was with hollywood uh people like rick baker and things like that but this guy that you're talking about actually claimed to be the one that do the actual video yeah, yeah oh, he made my. he made a bunch of low budget horror movies in germany and then he was he was working on one that he never finished that was that involved an alien autopsy and that guy oh. kind of leaked out into the underground. And before <laughs> you knew it, it was on Fox. <laughs> on know? Fox. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so I don't he was know. pretty proud of himself. Yeah, so, they did that with Faces of Death, too. They uh, they came out later on and said, like, I mean, they do have some legitimate death footage, but a lot of that stuff, they they actually have a making of, of that, too, like with yeah. the monkey brains and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. yeah. But um, yeah, Phil Schneider, uh, I, I, I'll tell you, when I, talking to tony about it i think even tony said the same thing like we don't know really what to think or make because the guy did he had to have been murdered just the way he died it doesn't make any sense it's almost yeah. like the, the terrence eke cop from oklahoma city who like yeah shot like, himself in the back of the head and then dragged himself into a field and he you know what i mean cuts, yeah. slashes his wrist but he's i mean he was a suicide same deal so I, whether he knew some real stuff or not is up in the air. And if that stuff that he knew had anything to do with like an alien battle underground, that's that's up in the air, too, because maybe he did. He was a legitimate whistleblower, but it could have been more, you know, Earth based, you know, classified information type things like that, you know. Yeah. So his story <laughs> is that he went to uh, he was at Dulce. Yep. New Mexico. It's a and it's some sort of high level secret military base. He gets lowered into the ground on a elevator that goes straight down like uh like yeah. Dan Aykroyd on Spies Like Us. That's right. <laughs> he gets down to the bottom of the uh where the into this big wide open cavern where the military underground military base is, and he smells this horrible smell. A seven-foot gray alien comes out. He grabs for his sidearm, shoots it. The alien does something with his hand. Laser beams or some sort of like electronic energy weapon shoots out of the alien's chest, blows a bunch of his fingers off, right? Yep. And he had that till like the 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 presentation you're talking about is, yep. is all, it's, it's still on the internet. You can get it. And it's uh, if you type in Phil Schneider, it'll come up. It's from like prepper con 1995. That's right. Yep. Yep. 
And uh, yeah, he's standing there. He's missing fingers. And then um, he says he's talking about green berets and he's also talks about black berets. Yeah. And there's also a Delta Force thing, maybe not in that video, but there were, I think he alluded to Delta Force being there too, like in an interview at a different period of time. Yeah. He says uh, a Green Beret did something, saved his life, but paid the ultimate price and he, he didn't make it out alive. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's hard to tell because it's supposed to be uh, classified, right? So it's just his word. So. Yeah, it could also be a thing where he was leg- he was being legitimate in that uh, some he experienced something, but whether it was alien or not, we don't know. But it could be he could be in the same boat as Bill Cooper, where he just had bad information. You know, I don't think Bill lied about it because, like I said, I listened to the man actually say it towards the end of his life that he uh, he you know he was very regretful of it for uh, pushing information that he found out later on was was bs but a lot of these researchers they'll stick to it even if they find out they're wrong kind of like with scientists and like archaeologists yeah that's their whole career they will stick to it because that's their bread and butter that's their legacy but he had the balls to say not only that but the jfk the zapruder film that was given to him by uh someone in you know in the secret service that was totally manipulated to get someone like himself uh you know kind of made to look like a fool you know a lot of people's eyes you know yeah phil schneider could have been the same thing he maybe he didn't see he saw something but it wasn't what you know he thought it was or or he could have been like a disinformation agent because they do exist and you know but it's hard yeah. to tell yeah. that's what I mean. it could be some sort of uh bob lazar thing too like too. i don't yeah. know i don't I, bob lazar seems genuine to me but i my kind of theory on him is that he was shown something because they had done enough research on him to know that he would go talk about it well he had the same story consistently for 30 something years yeah usually if you're full of it you forget certain details and you start you know changing the story a little bit but he's been pretty consistent yeah and there's nothing for him to gain he doesn't that i know of he doesn't make any money that i know of uh, from what his story is you know if anything it seems like he's it's a nuisance if not a danger you know because yeah you know, yeah he's not yeah so, he'll he'll sell you that that poster right there autographed for 30 dollars but i mean he's not making uh millions no, of dollars doing on that it. oh i didn't know he started doing that stuff yeah not but that that's uh, not I mean, gonna make him rich though. it's 30 yeah. bucks for like it's the uh it's the sketch in that um recent documentary they did with uh What's that yeah. one guy's name? Jeremy. Jeremy, Jeremy. Corbell. Is that... Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, he he draws like a little sketch of like the anti gravity thing, and that it's that. And then like he has him on his website for thirty. Bucks. And he knew he knew that little security device too with the handprint, like yeah, years before. And he actually got his uh, legit. Uh, well, I don't know. I wasn't there. I'll never say legitimate unless I see it with my own eyes. But he got uh, Bob's reaction when he showed him the photo and it seemed like he was shocked he's like oh my god i haven't seen, I haven't seen that in 30 years because it backs up his story somewhat you know and his name was in that uh the phone like, book in the yeah. again the little phone uh guide Directly. for for los alamos or whatever yeah because they tried to wipe his uh identity off the off the planet and that yeah. backed up the fact that not only he had a job there he lived there you know 
Yeah. And they even tried to take his school records and disappear those too. I think uh, Jeremy found some of those. But yeah, Bob, Bob Lazar, I don't know. Like, I'll never say 100% because, like I said, I wasn't there. But he seems pretty legit. I mean, I don't know. I feel uh, he, he believes what he says, you know, what he, what, you know, whatever he's seen. And plus, he also brought up the fact that they would give him like little packets of information, like saying that which each um, craft, like where they found each one. And I guess the one that was the most intriguing, at least to me, was one that was supposedly found in an archaeologist, like an archaeologist. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> It was like very old, and it was like during a uh, I can't pronounce the word archaeological. I almost said archaeological. Thank you. Yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, a dig apparently it was recovered like a long, like long time ago, and uh, Bob thought that it was possible that this information, like where they said where these crafts came from, could have been BS just to see if he was gonna you know, talk about it anywhere else, you know. That could be it too. That's a tactic that's used for not just alien type stuff, but you know, like, like deep state or whatever you want to call it, whatever the buzzwords are. But but yeah, that story is fascinating too. But I but I'm I don't know. Do you think if 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 he really was the real deal, which he pro I have a feeling he is, I feel like they would have killed him anyway, and they would have said, "Oh, he just got hit by a bus." jerk you know i didn't look both ways or something you know what i mean yeah so, his, his his life is is an indication to me like the, the fact that he's alive is somewhat of an indication that i think he was fucked with you know like i i don't think i think i think, I think whatever, they wanted us to know what he told everybody yeah they i feel like he was shown something yeah. and not even told but shown something in such a way that he would go out and he couldn't hold that under his hat and they allow him to go out and do that just to see, you know, how quickly does he come forward and tell people what channels does he take to tell people? Exactly. I don't know. It seems like they could just learn a million things by yes, yep. whether, whether you want to say programming him to think something happened or maybe giving him the proper drugs and, and environment to convince him that something was happening or completely You're staging something, something. You're on then, to something else though. I don't even think you realize it. Yeah. What's that? I, I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. I'm no, no, go ahead. Um, no, um, it could also be that Bob was, and this is probably not the case, but it just dawned on me that Bob Lazar was used as a, uh, <laughs> some kind of like a, security drill type thing to see like you just mm -hmm. said they're studying to see if one of their guys escapes what is his course of action and what channels would he have yeah you know, right, like, right, like, right. trying to find a mole in the in the organization kind of thing they they it give him a, a, simple a, a benign that. they give him yeah. a, a story that's actually benign it doesn't exist or it didn't happen right. or whatever and then see how that goes out just see yeah see what what paths that follows how big does it get how many people hear about it how does he tell people about it you know they, that's yeah, like with false flags too like i guarantee you these false flags they're studying the shit out of the people's reactions especially the ones that know they are trying to talk about the initial reports that always get changed mm -hmm. you know what i mean and it's just mm -hmm. to see like what avenues they're going to go and what lengths they're going to go sure but i guarantee you all this creepy weird stuff is studied and studied and studied you know mm -hmm. 
I cut you off again, though. No, <laughs> oh, no, you're good, man. So back to the back to the underground military bases. What? So he's lowered down, and that's just this one story. What is the thought of like what's being hidden underground by the military? Well, that's the other part that could actually be the the more realistic part and the far scarier part, in my opinion. And that's the basic, uh, you know, the child sex trafficking um, industry, because uh, that's a big component. I mean, then they, they mix in like the alien experimentation and all that stuff. And that very well could be a possibility, too, because they use some weird stuff in those labs, not even underground ones where they're trying to splice, you know, splice DNA with different animals and stuff like Montauk Island was another example. Yeah. Kind of nice and all that. Yeah. Weird stuff. And yeah. So the, the common, um, common theory, I guess, is that they use, you know, there's a whole thing too, where in like with the Denver airport, that supposedly is a huge underground uh, whether it's a military installation or not, I don't know. But a lot of a lot of researchers in this kind of field say feel like that. That's like the capital for the new, the new world order. Yeah, yeah. And uh, a lot of uh, like child sacrifice things like that. You know the um, stuff like the Franklin scandal that a lot of people don't know about, or the McMart- McMartin scandal, where the daycare center in California in the 1980s. The children were being molested, and they all claimed that there were tunnels underneath the preschool, which would lead the kids out, like, during the day, like, secretly to, like, very famous and um, powerful, you know, figures. It's kind of like an Epstein thing where they'll get get these people in positions of power and kind of get them in compromising photos and things like that with like seriously like very young children yeah so that's not out of the realm of possibility but those kids got like smeared and in in the press and everything like and there was even that a fake syndrome that was created um to dismiss the the false false memory memory, not a real syndrome syndrome it wasn't they had to close their doors in the last few years because the people that came up with the false memory syndrome more pedophiles you know so mm-hmm. it's just you know so going back to what you were saying like the, the idea is that um i i don't want to say pizzagate but that kind of idea like that's been around for a long long time pizzagate was kind of like the next evolution of that that idea and i don't know like that's another one where there's like high profile uh rings like that obviously but whether or not it's like a cabal of all these uh, lizard you know lizard people drinking blood i'm not saying i'm not saying that that's not possible either but i i feel like it's a very human thing unfortunately and you look all the way back in history that you know pedophilia unfortunately i don't know what causes it but uh it's been around like since the dawn of man so that's also making me think. Just uh, something that yeah, me and that Adam have it. talked about a few times yeah. on here is uh, is like the orphan trains of yes. the 19th century, and you know, um, 
the uh, the the baby incubators that were at the world's fairs uh, yes. all the way into the 20th century. And something that we come to sometimes when we're talking about these old times is where did all these babies come from? Where did all these children come from? And I don't think we've ever said it on here, but something that kind of runs through my mind every time is, I don't know, maybe giant underground facilities where we're, where we're breeding babies in yeah. capacities that we can't comprehend. And, you know, that if they were to like, say, wipe us all out now and then repopulate the earth, they could all come from some kind of underground facility. And, you know, that could, that could line up right with what, what we're talking about. And in the meanwhile, we have the Epstein's of the world that yeah. do what they will with whatever might be going on down in a place like that. If, it's if children are a component to it and they most most likely are unfortunately you know yeah because um yeah because i what do they call it the honeypot um the operations like the honeypot where they they get the uh, politicians to you know do do whatever they say and they lure them to the honeypot it's whether or not it's like epstein where the, the girls are only you know in their early teens you know it doesn't make it any better but then you got more severe stuff like where there's like you know two-year-olds and snuff films and things like that you know underground stuff and you know it just depends on the level of uh, degenerate that you're trying to control you know or even if they might not even be de degenerates and it's, legit it's legitimate blackmail you know what I mean? yeah how yeah. far down the degenerate path can they yes. lead someone to yeah. to which then in turn turns to how how severely can we blackmail someone exactly and then they can also the guy the man or woman could even be innocent because we hear stuff about how they put this type of stuff on people's laptops all the time you know sure yeah they, do you they think they about it? why is uh, i'm not yeah, saying that's that's not hunter i'm not giving hunter biden a pass <laughs> i'm just saying anybody that's like doing research or, or you know anybody they want to set up they just put it on the lap and then if you don't have the money to defend yourself and prove it otherwise then you know they have this all thought out a long time ago you know so the idea is that the uh, underground bases are not just used for that but i, I believe that's the most safest uh, way to go about that kind of operation is a bigger version of the mcmartin tunnels that were underneath the preschool because I meant to say this too. The kids were right, come to find out, because years after, the parents of the kids that actually believed their children and not these lawyers and these, uh, you know, high paid, you know, psychiatrists that were paid to come in and basically call them all liars and discredit them and create syndromes that didn't exist. Um, they paid the parents of these poor children that paid for like a guy to, to use equipment to, to go and find out whether or not there was anything to the tunnel thing, because that was the most creepiest and weirdest out there claims during the McMartin trial of molestation of like, I, don't know, I think it was like a hundred kids or even more than that. And they all had like, ended up getting um, STDs and they were only like preschoolers, you know what I mean? So they found so sick. They hired it. They hired like a guy. I, I can't. It's so simple. Like what the archaeologist, 
they hired a guy that had all that equipment to do the underground sonar. Is, is that even the like right a light, like a lidar scan, maybe? Yes, and they he found it and he did a wrote up a whole report for the parents where he said, well, this is where this root tree root was cut, like very fresh. They found a a Disney World bag from nineteen. 19- 83 because it said copyright 1983 that's how he was able to find out so it wasn't just a trash pit like uh people said at the trial they said oh it's just a trash pit from the 1950s yet yet like very deep deep down it was a a a disney world uh plastic bag that said copyright 1983 so they they basically proved that the kids were not full of it and that uh you think that that would be all over the press, right? And the TV and everything? No. I mean, the media buried the kids, too. So it's like, what re- what reason would the media have to basically smear these children? Like, it just, you know. Just- yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> I don't expect that on the media because I expect this kind of stuff to to be hidden. Yeah, exactly. Yep. In, so- a, in, a better, in a better world, I would expect it to be talked about to be heard about to be to be blasted out but yeah. that's what i mean that's what i mean they could whoever they are they control the meat that's the mouth that's the mouthpiece for whoever they are you know mm-hmm. the ones that are running the show you know that that was originally it was supposed to be the un, you know unofficial uh fourth branch of government it's supposed to keep the other three you know honest hold their feet to the fire but they ended up becoming an Orwellian mouthpiece. But oh yeah, no the, the 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 media is the propaganda wing of the government. I yep. I feel that hundred percent. Oh yeah, yeah. And and maybe maybe at some point I don't think so so much anymore. But I used to think at one point it was a it was a benevolent thing that was there as you said to keep the government in check. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. The more I examine stuff, the more I kind of think it was it was always. It was always, always like a bad apple. Always planned this way. Yeah, yeah. It was just even new lie back in the day because there yeah, wasn't right. so many options. Yeah, because you look at like the Lincoln assassination, Dave McGowan again. Before they killed him, and yes, I do believe they killed him. He got one of those Jack Ruby fast acting cancers after he did a whole presentation about the Boston bombing anomalies and the photographs and everything. Shortly thereafter, he gets this weird cancer that is very aggressive. And dies like six months later on November twenty second, nineteen not nineteen sixty three. That was a little slip. Two thousand fifteen. So on JFK's anniversary. But that aside, he um he uh, I just went through a whole bunch of different things like in under ten seconds. What was I saying? Oh, <laughs> I know. So legitimately, I just broke my brain. <laughs> um, no, he. Was it? Oh, the Lincoln thing. Yeah, he was working on a Lincoln series where he basically made it look like it, it seemed like it was all like a Sandy Hook kind of hoax kind of type deal. And I'm not saying Sandy Hook was a hoax. I just meant most people that are labeled. We, we, we know where you're coming from. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, the, he basically uh, was on his way with evidence that he, he found from back in the day that would point to uh, a lot of it being staged not it not lincoln's actual death but the John right Will. like he might have actually died but there were a lot of there were a lot of pieces that were intentionally yeah. put in place to make it the way it was or exactly. even seem the way it was yeah yeah and he was working on that and uh fortunately he didn't get to finish the that series but that kind of tied into what you're saying i think um 
just based on that alone, that that goes back to what 18, 1865. Right. So yeah, newspa if, newspapers were always going to be the mouth, mouthpiece for whoever's running. Like, if we were faking it back then, we've always been faking it. Exactly. And there there might have been small pockets of of genuine journalism and, and yeah, you know, people who who got into it because they wanted to expose truths and things like that. But they, as long they as they didn't, as long as they didn't killed. put the target, <laughs> well, as long as they didn't put the target over anything that they didn't, that, that yes. the powers that be didn't want out, exactly. you know, if they, if they wanted to report what was really happening, you know, at the, whatever's going on, just the, the daily events that, that are benign, but yeah. as long as they weren't over any major targets, then, then, and those people probably, felt very very strongly that their profession was a very noble one a lot of them do you hear them say you know but my, then they, uh, my, uh, my then grandfather they... was a journalist oh and, was he uh, and you know i i knew him until i was uh you know he, he died when i was about 25 and he was a man probably, of integrity. A good, probably a decent good guy and i was i know it's your grandfather but you know you, you could probably sense whether or not he had a bad streak in him right he was yeah he, no, he was he was a, he was a good man i'm yeah i'm yeah. certain of that and I have a whole lot of his writings, but you know he's not over the target of anything important. Um, I mean, the closest yeah. was he, he reported a bit on uh, DB Cooper. That was like the 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 craziest wow. stuff, the, the the stuff that might have some something behind it. But even then, I don't think that was his most um, original journalism that he did. He wrote for the Seattle PI, and uh, oh, then later wow. a smaller newspaper. But his stuff was about um, you know just like local local events you know what's what's going on uh you know he, he wrote a lot about the 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 nightlife that was going on and stuff like that like but, for lack of a better term like fluff pieces like yeah yeah he wrote a lot of fluff pieces stuff. and in his later years he would write about his cat you know <laughs> stuff like that but hey, the cat needs coverage you know oh sure sure um but you know he was never he, he was never reporting on anything like when I look through his archives that I have access to there's nothing controversial in there. So did you ever get to ask his opinion about his um, his fellow journalists? Like did, did he have a sense that there really was this under underlining corruption and uh, you know uh, yeah. he passed away before I was really oh, tuning okay. in I, before I was really awake I was waking up on a lot of things yeah but um you know it was kind of he he passed away during the time I was kind of moving from being more of a liberal to a conservative and finding libertarianism but I had I wasn't I, w I wasn't convinced that we had a lot of fake history and that everything's a cover-up and you know and you a lot of, it is most of the time yeah. right but i figured it out just a little too late to talk to him about right right about because his career. I, I was gonna ask you had you got to talk to have that discussion if he was well aware of like the cointel pro thing that the church committee uh, came out with in 1975 mockingbird mockingbird right. all that stuff where they were you know a journalist and and uh people in the media that could sway public opinion you know the cia would put like assets and the fbi would utilize uh, uh reporters and all that because that yeah, wasn't yeah. that well known but it was still a big story so if i had to guess well for one thing if i if if he was still alive today i'd be asking him a lot of different questions over the last 10 years than i did oh yeah when he before he did pass away but if I had to just guess, you know, just speculating about my own grandfather, um, you know, I don't think he knew about any of that stuff. 
you know yeah I think he's, yeah most people don't you know i i think he was just as ignorant as as all of us all of us out here you know that are just regular folks not necessarily us that are on conspiracy co- podcasts but <laughs> and that doesn't make him like and that you know that doesn't make them you know the people that are you know either not curious about this or they think you're nuts or that doesn't make them bad people it just it's a psychological thing because like you know, if you really look back at people that started waking up about 9 11 there was definitely a, a cognitive dissonance where this is i can't pronounce it anything you know what i mean that it's a hard pill to swallow you know what i mean um to think that your whole reality is not what it is and like the possibility that that kind of evil really could be in control of things like most people their brain will protect themselves because yeah i I blame i blame no one who puts up a um you know self-protection yeah uh, mechanism in their brain that just doesn't allow that stuff to come in i mean i wish everyone would wake up to things but you know, like, I don't but, believe we went to the moon and I don't, I don't shame anyone for, for believing that stuff, even though it seems almost silly to me or something like that. It's uh, for a lot of people, it's just too big. It's too big of a lie. They, yes. the, the world's not capable of such big lies, you know, yes. and, then you and, and I understand yeah, that they, they are. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so easy for, for myself. And I think for you too, Chud, like we're, you're an elder millennial and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm at the bottom of Gen X and it's like, we're both punk rockers and like grew up against the government. And then when it was presented to me that they weren't good and like doing things. And I actually like had more than some bands lyrics showing me like horrible, horrible things that they'd done. It was like really, really easy for me to be like, Oh, okay. (laughs) I, I get it. I can see what's happening now. And it's, um, I think, for the boomer generation, the generations a little bit older than us, it was, it's so much harder for them to see because um, the world that they were living in was kind of this whitewashed, you know, um, world where, where that wasn't presented to them that much. Right. Well, you, what, what you said, though, before, uh, Mr. Chud, or can I call you Chud? You, you you know i prefer mister but yeah you can go with chud. <laughs> all right uh <laughs> yeah, chud, chud's great yeah i'll call you bud all right there we go um what you you're what you were saying before about the reporter thing with your grandfather um not really writing anything controversial or or whatnot the guy that i think his name was i should know this officially but it's not in front of me but Gary Webb, yeah, Gary Webb, he shot guy himself twice. Kill himself, in the head. shot himself twice in the head. Apparently, yeah, yeah, because uh, he missed. Just like, uh, yeah, um, he was famous. He was quoted as saying that before he started looking into the possibility of the CIA bringing in, you know, cr- uh, crack into the inner cities and everything. He's the one who Iran Contra, right, for the yes, San Jose Mercury yeah. News. Before that, he was getting rewards for for fluff for like puff pieces, and he says that all stopped. And he he goes, I realized, paraphrasing, he goes, I realized when I was getting those were those awards, not rewards, that that I wasn't writing anything of any significance whatsoever. And the moment I started, 
that's when I didn't get any more awards and I became dangerous. You know, it just reminded me that when you had said that earlier, I'm like, oh, yeah, Gary Webb, I think, said something similar where he's like, I knew then that I wasn't writing anything significant when I was getting all the awards and the kudos and everything. But when you start writing something that actually matters, that's when you uh, you disappear, you're discredited, you know. Well, and you know, uh, you're, you're making me think too, as I as I defend my grandfather and say that I think he didn't know about those things. Um, at the same time, he was a sharp dude. Maybe he did know about those things, and he said, "You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to write about my cat." Yeah, because he didn't want his uh, family to be hurt, yeah. you know, and that's I can I can make a paycheck and I can I can exactly. do well and I can, you know, and he had he had his famous picture was next to every column he did and all that. So, you know, he was recognizable on the streets and all that. But he was never... happiness too with the cat stuff, you know, because people sure. like looking at that stuff, you know. Sure, sure. But yeah, so I I don't know, all the yeah, it's like the media everything and then you even when you get get down to it alternative media too like the big names like the real big names that's also like they don't call it COINTELPRO anymore or Mockingbird but they have those programs Anderson Cooper is one of them you know he he's, was in the C, the CIA recruited him that's what I've heard in college and he was a Vanderbilt Bell yeah. guy. he comes from old money you know, kind of like that guy, Army Hammer, who I, apparently is like a cannibal or whatever, the Lone Ranger. <laughs> he's a cannibal. He comes from old money, too. And yeah, his father, yeah. Ar Armand Hammer, he was good friends with Poppy Bush, George H.W. Bush. And there was some kind of scandal back then in 1989 with his grandfather. Mm -hmm. they, yeah, they got assets everywhere. And Dave McGowan, like, looked into all that, even the moon thing, like what was brought up thing that had me on the fence for years about the moon was I always thought we, we went to the moon but they were trying to hide like the fact that there were like pictures taking, taken of like weird bases and glass structures Richard Hoagland type stuff sure, on sure. but then I go and I read Dave McGowan's Wagging the Moon Doggy series and he, he convinces me in a very humorous way that it would be the whole thing would be impossible yeah. whether it comes it comes to like um the spacesuits themselves like they have to have incredible heating and air con uh, air conditioning systems that can turn on a dime because if you go out into the sunlight like it, it, i forget the exact thing but it was like almost like 400 degrees yeah, or whatever. yeah. it's, it's a wild it. swing yeah, yeah the, in the shade it's supposed to be too cold to, to, to stay alive and then exactly. out of there you're supposed to be too hot to stay alive so exactly those, those who's taking the pictures? magical <laughs> i know that's what i mean and who's taking the pictures with those big ass winter gloves that mm -hmm. that buzz in um I almost said Lance um, and Armstrong. Armstrong. They have these huge Neil. biker. Like, they're supposed to be getting the photos like in focus and also. So Dave like opened my eyes a lot with that too. Yeah, the yeah. The, the great um, proof that Don Jeffries always brings up is is the uh, the the lunar the, rover the the yeah, Willie's Jeep. It folds. <laughs> yeah. They've asked Chud. I don't know if you've heard this. They ask. I forget who was asked, but they asked where did they put the Jeep, you know, in that little Jiffy Pop popcorn thing, you know? 
And Where they, are they putting all the excrement and too? They, they, say, they say <laughs> that they had technology that that Jeep folded up. Like the Jetsons. Like the Jetsons. That's their answer. <laughs> yeah, I haven't, and, you know, I actually haven't ever heard that addressed. I've asked that question, but I've never I've never well, heard NASA, an answer on that. NASA put out an actual cartoon demonstration of that thing. And I found it and I sent it not only to Don, but I sent it to uh, Dave McGowan's brother, Craig, who I, I, I'm in contact with a lot. And they both laughed their asses off. Because <laughs> it's impossible, dude. They yeah. also say it's lost technology. They lost it on the way to like the Grand Canyon. It's like, give me a break. You know, like, they can't go back yet. Because... Over. <laughs> yeah. And now we're going, what, we're going back in two years. And then. No, and guess what? No, yeah. I just I just did a uh, I did a thing earlier with Tony, and I showed him the article, and he pu he put it on the air. Or you can see it and towards the end. NASA is not going back to the moon even. And this Big is pretty, this is pretty fast. It was because there was an engine failure, so they just they said no, we're not going to go back now. But they yeah. just said it two weeks ago. I've been <laughs> I, since I've been looking at the moon landing and 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 all of this. Uh, you know so going back a few years quite a few yeah. years now uh it has always been two years it has always yeah. been in two years from now we're going to be on the moon again and it never yeah. happens and it never it's never one year it's not two years and then the next year they say in one year and then yeah. when it gets closer they cancel it it's just always two years then They're obama, always obama even out. said it and obama's like yeah we're gonna go there in 2030 something uh, what and yeah. when I was in high, when uh, not high school, but when I was in my early twenties, George W. Bush at the height of the Iraq War said, "We're going to Mars." Uh, when are we <laughs> yeah. going to Mars? I mean, yeah, as soon as we go back to the moon, it, then yeah. we'll then we'll start working on that much, 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 much they longer trip to Mars. Leave, they don't even leave the Earth's atmosphere. Yeah, no. they can't leave low Earth orbit. It's, I don't think yeah. we've ever ever left that's low, low Earth start, orbit. I, I'm starting to get to like that with the Dave stuff. I think if we did go to the moon, it's probably that uh, the secret space program that's been alluded to sure. over time. And it's probably one of these black triangles that I even saw at one point um, that just like is classified, you know, technology and stuff. You know, if we did, it's probably utilizing something like that, not like rock rocketry or anything like that. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm too many there's too like nixon calls the moon and he, he's got good service i can't yeah, call from a landline from yeah, a landline in 1969 yeah, yeah i get cut off on cell phone calls at least once a month because i, I call I don't someone have in my own signal. house <laughs> yeah it's nuts it's yeah, all when, when i had when mark jacobson author of pale horse rider was on the show like he's he's not a conspiracy theorist and he was it was uh at that contentious time like right be it was in like november of 2020 like right before the elections and he's like a yeah. hardcore liberal guy and um you know i wasn't a trump guy but i wasn't letting people get away with saying stupid stuff and yeah. he said some stupid stuff and then like he's like you know there he said something about QAnon and like how they they don't believe in the moon landing and i'm like oh you believe in the moon landing and i was just i just threw out like i didn't want to get into like a big argument with him or anything but I just yeah because there's no him. reason that's why he, that's why someone like that brings up puts yeah. a whole bunch of things into one sentence like that the QAnon but, people don't believe we went to the moon but right? yeah what i, what I that. 
what I said to him was like, so did did Lincoln call the moon with a landline? And he was just like, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're one so, of no, the it's... Sandy Hooker hoaxers, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, when they when they put it, that's just set up to divide, divide and conquer. Because that, that that that's not relevant. Like, number one, for me personally, um, especially with uh, the research into jfk jr's death um I, I do believe he is dead and he's not like trump's like secret vice president or whatever the hell i think i think that was a it's gonna sound like i'm a hoaxer or whatever but i do think that a lot of this stuff including january 6th was a psyop i think sandy hook was a psyop too and i don't mean no one died there i mean Psyop doesn't mean no one was hurt. Exactly. I think a lot of people, a lot of people misinterpret because I'll I'll say stuff like exactly. you're saying right now often, yes. and people go, "Oh, what you think that you know?" I'll say something about like a military operation being uh, a yeah. psyop, and they're saying, "Oh, you're going to tell that to the families of the people of the soldiers who died," and I'm like, "No, no, no, no." no. Yeah, exactly. I think that if there's soldiers' families who are grieving their death, they probably died. Yeah. That doesn't just because it's a psyop, just because it's a false flag, just because it's influencing people in a way yep. that isn't what happened doesn't mean people didn't die. I think people die for psyops all the time. All the time. There's false flags, false flag but, as well means that yeah. it it can mean that a hundred people were shot. It's yep. just that it wasn't shot by a wing nut, they were shot by trained military soldiers. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I know I know I know a guy that was at las vegas at the las vegas yeah yeah yeah, he, I, I yeah there were helicopters shooting at those people too yeah. I've, I've seen yeah. that before but i know i know that he was there and i and i know he's not a crisis actor that's the thing i think they start mixing this it, during the op i think they start mixing these things too where they're they're actually might maybe uh actors there but then there's definitely real victims as well and i think they start to blur the line they get sophisticated with this stuff. And what I mean by the Sandy Hook thing is I think they purposely have people going, maybe even pretending to be family members and doing interviews on the day where they're sitting there giggling and laughing. You know, all the oddities, like the coroners and they're laughing during the press conference, like yeah. stuff that's not supposed to be, that's not normal. I think that stuff was put out to lore researchers in and, and trap them kind of like with january 6th with protesters legitimate protesters surrounded by uh provocateurs you know what i mean and then the provocateurs get the hell out of there but then you got people that are still in prison in jail right now without a trial without a pot to piss in and then you got a trump uh, raising money for himself not willing to help, help what a dick. that's what i'm yeah. saying I think that, and I think you're correct, though. I was going to chime in there, but when you said Vegas, yeah, I, I know somebody who saw a military adult, adult, huge buff military guy who was with Dylan Klebold in Columbine High School, and this individual had a sawed-off shotgun in his, in his hand. He was not Eric Harris. At this point, Eric Harris was probably already dead in the library, and this guy and she wasn't the, the person I'm talking about. I even did an interview with her for my podcast. Her name, I can say her name now because uh, she agreed to do the interview. Jennifer Small Thompson, 
she wasn't the only one who identified this guy in his 30s. I believe he was, he was a handler of some kind because then you got other witness, witnesses that saw up to eight shooters at Columbine High School, including men mm-hmm. with uh, black masks on. And according to the uh, evidence logs and everything, no one had any masks on. But that was reported all that day. So, yeah, I mean, if she saw a military guy or a military-like guy with Klebold, who probably ended up killing Klebold afterwards, um, that just makes me think that, yeah, people died there. You know, it wasn't a hoax, but it's not what it was presented to the public as. Two, lo- <laughs> two this time, one of the rarities, two lone nut idiot teenagers um and you know what i mean because most of these shootings the witness reports like they'll like they'll see two three four guys and then it'll get whittled down to the one guy who was on psychotropic meds and all this other stuff you know and then all those news reports go away that those news reports are fascinating to me because that's most likely the real deal like the real the truth I love how people, I know I'm all over the place because I got a thousand things going in my head, but most bunkers like to say like, oh, the initial reports are usually the most inaccurate and wrong yeah. and witness statements. The witnesses that saw with their own eyes, they're, they're not to be trusted. It's almost like the false memory syndrome that they, they created to uh, smear those little children that were molested. You know, it's almost that kind of thing. But yeah. it actually, in reality, those initial reports and those witness statements that's probably closer to the actual truth than, you know, whatever narrative that they have, you know, down the pike, like that the mouthpiece is like to uh, drill into everybody's head, you know, and Dave McGowan even said, Dave McGowan said that uh, it's a mass version of traumatic um, mind control, basically, uh, trauma, trauma-based mind control. And he, he said John F. Kennedy's murder was a, a good example because it, they blew his head off in broad daylight on a street corner in the middle, in uh, in Texas, and it wounded the nation after that. You know, they said the innocence is dead, that type of thing. A lot of people were sad. Well, and then we had the assassinations in the late '60s, killed more hope. So this has been like increments. You know yeah, what I mean? We got Reagan in 1980. Yeah, we got what they did to me in 1986. They did the Challenger uh, space shuttle. Yep, we got that. Then we go on. We get uh, we yeah, get... Columbia too. They something shot that that down too. There was footage of that too in 2003. Yeah, that got disappeared. Yeah, and then we got um, we got Oklahoma City and oh yeah, and, and then 9/11, and then you got you know, Waco in there and, and all of those too, like JFK, all of these things. JFK Jr. was probably most likely going to run for president, not with Donald Trump, but on his own or whatever. And I really do feel like if it would have been a lot harder for them to pull off 9-11 if you got the son of John F. Kennedy in the in the White House. So a so lot of people think, also like to think that Hillary may have you know, had something to do with John's plane blowing up too, but... I don't know, but I have my thoughts. But and you know, some people blame W because he was on the uh, presidential campaigning uh, at that time, and then his whereabouts for that weekend that John's plane disappeared, his whereabouts to this day are not known. So, 
you know, was it an initiation type thing? Because some other people reported that Poppy Bush, George H. W. Bush, was seen near uh, the hangar at the New Jersey airport that John Jr.'s plane was in <laughs> with his son, W. But who knows? You know what I mean? It's all, and some people say that uh, Poppy Bush was in Dealey Plaza. There's a picture, but I don't know. Yeah, but, but uh, he doesn't know where he was that day. Yeah, exactly. There's that too. Yeah. Then there's a police report. No, not a police report. Jagger Hoover had a report of a George of a George Bush from the CIA. It's a memo that's declassified. George Bush from the CIA from Houston and uh, linking him to being in Dealey Plaza too. Yeah, it's yeah. all connected. And you know, I don't think there's a left and a right. I think it's all the same. It's like wrestling, like Jesse Ventura would say. I think he was right. It, they're all buddy buddy backstage, but then one's got to be the heel this time, and the other one's got to be the hero. You know, it's all, it's all a bad show. You know, like George Carlin would say, I, "I'm not participating. I'm here for the show." You know, that type of thing. <laughs> Me too. It's like, you know, you know what I mean? I'm uh, a lot of people are like, "Man, I wish I wish George Carlin would have been here to see this to get his take on it," and. I forget who I heard say it recently, but it was exactly how I feel. It's like, I'm glad George Carlin's dead because there's probably a chance he would have like worn a mask and pushed vaccines. <laughs> oh God, that would have killed me. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't know, but sure, maybe. maybe. I don't know, but he's not here. So we don't know, you know, yeah. I mean, I've, I've, it's, it's sad how many people I was disappointed by. In oh, Jesse was one. Yeah, Jesse, Jesse, was Ventura. One. Jesse Ventura is a great example. I was huge you know? into him. You know, I, it's heartbreaking. I just, I chalk it up to he's just, just an old man now. So he just gave up the fight or whatever. You know? Yeah. If you go and, and would Carlin his... be an old man now who's lost his fight against something? But like I don't this? know because he was know. an old man when he was an old man when he died, and he was still that last. Like I met him about a year before he died. And oh, he was cool. even more fiery, like, uh, in yeah. what he was saying. And he was calling out, you know, the government and shit all the way to the end. So, see, so yeah, I'd, I'd like love to think, think you're right. I, yeah. I, I'd like to think you're right. But I'm yeah. glad that he can't be proof the wrong way. Yeah. The exactly. other way. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying there's evidence that he would have said that, but there was a chance. Right. I mean, we saw Noam Chomsky said that, that, he kind of supports the government killing unvaccinated people. So, you know, well, you know, yeah, at one point he, in my life, I felt the yeah. same way about Frank Zappa. Cause I thought oh, Frank Zappa was so straight on everything. You're not going to, now I'm not sure that. that's yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He pointed it out. Yeah. With his weird scenes inside the canyon yeah, at, the, at the long cabin. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, unfortunate. Yeah. you know, I'm, 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 I'm hoping that heroes. anybody can 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 not be what I think they are. Don't meet don't look, meet your look, heroes, man. Look right. at Jim Morrison. You know who his father was? Dave, Dave McGowan pointed this out. Mm-hmm. His yeah. father, Admiral but, Morrison. Yes, and the Gulf of Tonkin incident. Gulf of Tonkin. He started all that shit. And that's Jim. And Morrison's there's his son. Dad. Yeah, <laughs> and he had no musical talent that he admitted to. Mm-hmm. So where the hell did all of a sudden all that shit, that stuff, come from? You know what I mean? Yeah, and it brought down it brought down the anti-war movement because hippies. I mean, they were just they were pushing. Oh, we're just going to bottom out. It, you know, peace and love, sure. But the real anti-war people they got swept away. And then the other component of that was Charlie Manson. The other part of it, 
because they they say, oh, if you're a hippie now or whatever, you're going to be like those Manson family people. So it all gets tied together. Yeah, yeah. Chaos is a chaos is a great book. To, That's what I'm saying, though. I know that. They, I need I, a copy, Adam. I guarantee you, though, that I know, like, that's the thing. I, I'm not arguing with people when I say this. They got to read Dave's book, Weird Scenes Inside the Canyon, because yeah, Dave wrote it. a lot of this before Tom O'Neill, because I talked to Tom O'Neill, and he didn't really want to uh, get into the whole Dave McGowan of it all. And uh, I'm not saying he, he took any of his, his stuff, but a lot what, of people. What, what was he saying that he didn't want to entertain the idea that the whole Laurel. No, he didn't want to entertain the idea that, that he had no idea who Dave McGowan was. And I'm like, he was he writing a lot of the same stuff that you did in your book, Chaos. And now he, no one knows Dave now that he's dead, but everyone's singing your praises. I'm not saying, I'm not accusing, but I'm saying, have you ever heard of him? And, he wouldn't give me an answer. <laughs> and I'm like, of course you've heard of him. Yeah. yeah. What a dick. But, well, he could be a good guy. I mean, he was an older guy. He wanted he wanted money to be on uh, Don's uh, show or something. And I'm like, it's not really like that. I mean, yeah, I guess you were on Joe Rogan, but he could afford to pay you. But we're just, you know, publicity, I thought. You know, it's not like we're getting paid or anything. I wasn't getting paid. I was just a researcher for the guy, you know, and get him guests. Yeah, I mean that 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 appearance on Joe Rogan sold him probably a million bucks, yeah. and uh, before that, like he was Greg Fitzsimmons' neighbor who was like yeah. super depressed and down and out, and Greg Fitzsimmons suggested him to Joe Rogan. I mean that's the story. So yeah, I can't like believe a he. I, I got to talk to Don. He, I can't believe he asked Don for. People are always demanding money from Don for funny stuff like. Uh, yeah. Like uh, so, so Tom O'Neill wants money to be on Don's show, and then Don is about to go on X twenty two report or something, and the guy wants like three thousand oh, dollars yeah. from him or something. Four to five thousand dollars, yeah. yeah, to go on X twenty two. Don's that. a funny guy, man. I love that guy. So yeah, me too. He took me out. To, I I went. I'm like one of the only people from like, you know, this internet thing or whatever that has actually met him in person. He took me yeah. out to eat. Yeah. Right no, on. but he, uh, yeah, no, he, but Don uh, sings Dave's praises too, you know? Yeah. Because uh, uh, Dave's work woke uh, Don up to like even the moon stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, he talks about it a lot. And Don, Don's, uh, Don Don's gives credit on, where credit's due. A lot of researchers don't. Yeah, and Don's um, on Chud X and I's uh, on same wavelength as being a full on, maybe not. Maybe not going all the way, but at least saying he is a globe denier. So, and I'm comfortable saying <laughs> I'm comfortable saying I'm a globe denier. So, it's pretty. Cool I don't that. know. I can't make fun of people that are, I don't want to make fun of people that are, you know, like the hollow earth, the flat earth, because like the moon thing, I question. So, and people make fun of moon people. I was there. I don't know. I, I nothing at this point surprises me and. You, you haven't been to space, so you can't can't say what the shape of the Earth is. No, I, I've only been to like uh, right where like the atmosphere disappears, and then I uh, flew back down because my there was kryptonite in the. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just yeah. can't deal with that. allergies. You know, <laughs> I don't know, guys. I, I, like even the simulation theory. I mean, anything's possible. You know what I mean? I love simulation theory. I don't necessarily buy it, but I can I can get pretty into it. Yeah. Well, when people say like all this actually happened thousands of years ago and we're living in the replay right now, that blows my mind a little bit. Yeah, too. right. 
everything was was created last Thursday. Yeah, it all, it all started last Thursday, and now it's thousands of years later. <laughs> it's like, well, I didn't even get to see Bill and Ted three yet. Like, come on, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, what do you guys think about that? All that, like, um, the underground. Like, how were you introduced to the the idea of the dumbs, which I always find funny saying. <laughs> you know, like, um. I probably heard about Hollow Earth in 2015 from Higher Side Chats or something like that. And yeah. uh, when I first started listening to conspiracy podcasts and and uh, that's it was really, really interesting to me. And then I don't know where I came across uh, Dumbs, but I remember watching probably three years ago, I saw a really cool, good, well-produced documentary about Phil Schneider on... Oh, yeah on youtube and it's i couldn't i looked around all last week to get ready for this and i couldn't find it and yeah. um you know i Girl. bought i bought that uh book i forget who wrote it but that famous 90s book um about the dumbs i've got that out in storage in my shop right now i was getting into all that stuff i got the i got black helicopters over america and stuff like I that. i was just gonna say jim keith he's another one they killed yeah so yep. i i gotta get i gotta get I wanted to wait for you and Tony to do that episode before I got into it because I don't want to spoil We're doing that tomorrow night. Yeah. yeah. And uh, because I live, Chris, I live out, out here in rural Northwest Oregon and I have, I have black helicopters over my homestead on a weekly basis. Black Chinook real? For real? Yep. Flat black Chinook I had helicopters. T- I had two just today. Yeah. Wow. In, in Northwest Washington. On because March, it, isn't it curious though that we refer to it as a '90s thing, yeah. Because it, it it's like it's it's the appearance that it's a phenomenon that just went away. But what you two just said, it's like a daily occurrence still. That's creepy to me. Yeah. yeah. And the creepiest part was, man, when I we uh we were living like pretty close to downtown Portland, suburban Portland, but just like ten minutes from Portland, and we saw the writing on the wall. My wife and I sold our house for a bunch of money, more than it was worth and got 15 acres out here in the middle of nowhere first day i got out here they came over my house hovered wow. over, hovered over it to like let me know like there's no escape i think that i think they were doing that to me man. i think yes, that's the only way that to do what you're doing right now is something yeah. i want to do and i'm sure a lot of other people would want to do and that is you know be away from the system and everything so yeah. when you actually are su- successful they have to keep an eye on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, or at I least give you, give you the, let you know that they are there. So, yeah. 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 I don't want to say I'm more important than I am, but I'm, I guarantee I'm on. I'm, hey, anybody, everybody. I'm on everybody's lists. important. I'm on lists. Yeah. You know, we're all on lists. On li- I, I know. Yeah, I don't you think bo- I even told you about this, Adam, but uh, about a month, maybe two months ago, we had a drone that was kind of gritting over started i mean i noticed it when it was over my property but it moved off of our property pretty quick but it was Those just it was just gritting the whole area for you know i could see it go about a half mile in each direction and it would go down really i, I was out working with my i was moving my chicken tractor and yeah. i had a headphone in and i was like whoa the wind is really picking up but i don't feel it but i could really hear it going through the woods <sighs> so i i pulled out my earbud and i was like oh whoa here here's this drone going right over and i was like i don't like that i'm gonna kind of watch it and see where it goes i want to see if it's a neighbor you know if it goes back to a neighbor's house or whatever yeah and it went out of view and i 
kind of went back to what I was doing and then I saw it coming back, but stepped over, you know, 50 feet or so, and then coming back the other direction. And it went about a half mile the other way. This time I I didn't lose view of it and it just moved over another 50, 50 feet. Now it's off my property. It's kind of right over the road, right onto the neighbor across the street's property went right down and it kept doing the same thing. It did it so much that I had enough time. I went inside and got some binoculars wow. and tried, tried getting a really good view of it. Um, but by then it was a little ways out from where I was at, but I could see there was a red and a, and a blue light on the top, which wow. made me, that reminds me of cop cars. So I was wondering right. if it's possible that I have a sheriff or someone looking for for someone in the area or something like that but whatever the case i mean the thing was just it was just gritting and i have to assume it came from farther on my property the other direction as well it just went over all of it well, well there's actually a case where um uh you know Brittany murphy and her death and her yeah. husband's death well she was her and her husband were supposed to um testify for their neighbor a lady that used to work for homeland security that actually was a whistleblower um i've heard that yeah they made a documentary that kind of got buried too it's hard to find i can't remember it right now but i think um, william ramsey had like a long episode with like visigoth or something from like earlier (laughs) 2012 or something like that yeah that was like her it was her talking about all this stuff yeah yeah the accent right yeah yes her husband's a st- was a stuntman and had, they have like a production company and it's so hard to get a hold of them. So I tried for Don, you know, and well, what, what had happened was a black helicopter basically came down and, uh, did some, some stuff to, uh, that woman's house and she wasn't home. You know, they were hoping to kill her or something because when they found out that her mother who was staying at the house was a little too old to be, that the mark they had to kind of just uh you know stop what they were doing or whatever but there was another neighbor that was across the street that videotaped the whole thing the helicopter coming down and everything and that guy ends up dying on his couch and his you know he was luckily able to give the videotape to uh that that whistleblower lady but Brittany murphy and her husband apparently saw this happen too and they were going to testify for them yeah, in their trial against Homeland Security, and then all of a sudden, they they start getting painted in the, the media once again. They get they start getting painted as uh, you know nut nutcases. They're on you know they're on benders. They're you know they're just drunk all the time. They started smearing these two people. Yeah, and apparently it came out that the coroner had some shenanigans too because. I guess they were slowly being poisoned and because Brittany Murphy's husband like died three months after her. Yeah. It was like some weird stuff in their water supply or something. Yeah. Isaac Weishop has done some good work on that, on that case as well. So. But it just reminded me of like, and they did that. They were, they didn't even, they had no qualms. This is the Hollywood Hills where this, this cop came down, you know what I mean? And not like in the middle of like, like a farm area or anything. This is like right in the Hollywood Hills. You know, yeah. they just landed and it was all on film because it was in that documentary, some of the footage. Yeah. And that guy got, that guy died and they still to this day have never given him a death certificate, I believe. 
whether he killed himself or not or whatever. It's the oddest thing, you know? Yeah. And it just gets passed off that Brittany Murphy was just, you know, one of these starlets that, uh, you know, just partied too much. And she yeah. was uh, she was paranoid. I kept saying that, too, in the Hollywood Reporter. And then you find out the guy that, that wrote the piece for the Hollywood Reporter, he's an asset, clearly. You know, and uh, I guess doc- there was documentation. I looked into that. He, that uh, I forget his name, but he was a, a pretty well-known reporter for the Hollywood Reporter. So, so he was basically putting out smear stuff, even though he had inter- interviewed Brittany and her husband about their claims. He, but his final piece, he kind of uh, made it seem like they were just, you know paranoid delusions of like drug addicts and all this other stuff yet they actually did have other footage i think of copters intimidating them in the desert at one point too so i don't know the whole black helicopter thing is fascinating because a lot of the theories with that is that it's like the un or whatever or nato right and they're not supposed to be operating within the united states yeah and that brings it back to columbine there was footage, and I actually saw stills from that footage in like the mid 2000s on a website. There was a NATO, a blue NATO truck parked out in front of Columbine High School early on near the beginning of the shooting. Now, why would there be a blue NATO van slash truck with the NATO shield logo on the front and on the side? And it said NATO. Why would, it, why would NATO be? Why would NATO be at a, a random, a random quote unquote high school shooting in in America? And it's the same week that with Kosovo going on too at the time. You know, yeah, it's such curious stuff. I mean, you know, a lot of people think those black helicopters have something to do with NATO and the UN and all that. Yeah, I'd believe it. <laughs> but that footage disappeared. I can't find it. With the, the Columbine, with the with yeah, the the NATO, yeah, the NATO truck. They also had footage of other suspects in, in trench coats jumping fences. That footage got disappeared. There's actually footage from a helicopter showing uh, Klebold and the uh, the adult shooter shooting at the cops. But that footage was aired once and disappeared. Mm-hmm. And uh, same with Sandy Hook. There was some weird footage, too. There was Sandy Hook. I actually was able to find something for dawn for hidden history three coming up he thought it was disappeared too but it was a monsignor by the name of robert weiss he's giggling on the phone during an interview when he was asked about the parents of the dead kids he starts giggling and i i was able to find that too so you can find these things every now and then whether or not you want to find them i don't know but just like the the (laughs) missile videos i don't think i'd ever really want to find TWA missile videos because there is a reason why they got this, you know banished you know so, I think finding this kind of footage is getting yeah. it's getting harder and harder all the time I know yeah it might be impossible soon I've been doing this thing with uh with Google I was and DuckDuckGo and doesn't matter what what browser you use yeah you know where you type in whatever whatever word it doesn't even matter you you could do something controversial like uh climate change or january 6th or something but you could also do like but you could do something fun you know benign like tractors and if (laughs) you go 
you know, it'll, you'll, it'll say there's 6 million, whatever, some, some huge number of results. Right. Yeah. And you go down to the bottom of that and it'll be on page one and it'll show like the highest number is like 24, you know, 10, 20, depends on which browser, which, uh, they're all the same articles. Well, they're aside from being the same articles you click, just keep going to the farthest one. It'll let you go to, and it'll bottom out at like about like 25. Yeah. And then it'll say, and then it'll say Google Bing duck, duck, go, whatever, which, whatever one you're in, it'll say, we've curated these answers to make, to make it easier on you. Would you like to show the omitted ones? So then it starts you back at page one. Now we should be getting 6 million, right? It'll only go to like 40 or I think 52 is the highest I've seen it go to. And, uh, and again, like you said, and it's repeating articles, like you do January six or anything controversial, the top one every time is going to be Wikipedia. Wikipedia, 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 and they're supposed to—they're supposed to be six million fact checkers too. Fact checkers, yeah, you'll see all the same—the same major headlines and the same fact checkers and the same Wikipedia. That's on something controversial. Yeah, but but I mean, you know, type in whatever you want. Cupcakes. (laughs) I don't know. It doesn't. (laughs) It doesn't matter. You're you're not. It'll tell you there are six million results or however many million, right? But you're only going to find about about 50 tops, 50 pages of those, which, uh, you know, I, I don't count it, but um, and I'm not great at math, but I know that's not six million <laughs> different results. Well, if you're really if, if you're if you're really into research and all this stuff, um, there are different little tricks. Uh, oh, yeah. Don, I don't I'm not a hacker. I'm not a computer guy. I can barely open my email and find porn you know what i mean but for some reason i have the ability to either put just the right keywords together that kind of brings out some of this buried shit stuff i think i uh, think that all the stuff is out there it's just that these search engines that we're looking at i think within another year they won't be they won't be for us i'm not saying they won't exist but they won't be for people in our sphere that are like dark web shit yeah, stuff, yeah. You know what I mean? exactly exactly because so. uh if you go in the wayback machine there's other tricks with that too it's just you have to kind of play around with that whole setup yeah. because they'll have like they'll have like those uh sandy hook blogs that people had and i'm not even talking like hoax blogs but like actual sandy hook like unanswered questions like what were the other suspects that were in the woods and the 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 purple van filled with uh nuns that or uh guys dressed in like nuns with uh guns and um the windows are shot out you know real weird though there's other stuff besides the crisis actor thing you know and that always uh, got me thinking like why with like the hoax thing and like Jim Fetzer and Alex Jones, they kind of like muddy the water, but with the other, the, the other stuff that never gets talked about like that, there were like eight other suspects that got away or were pulled over and then let go. You know, some of them were, were felons apparently. Adam Lanza's mother's car that was there was regist- registered to a felon uh, named Chris Rodia or something. And it had no affiliation with the family whatsoever. But they kept saying it was Nancy Lanza's car. They also said Nancy Lanza was a teacher at Sandy Hook. Apparently that wasn't the case either. And same with the uh, Dawn Hopsprung, I think her name was. 
she was quoted, she was the principal, right? She was quoted, uh, she was given an interview and quoted uh, about how, what happened when the, uh, the gunman came in and started shooting. She described the whole thing, but here's the problem. Officially, she was the first one killed. So how is she giving an interview? you know to a newspaper yeah the new town there's, there's so much evidence it's not that's not even a real school that it wasn't it wasn't a working school at the time it was like scheduled to be demolished or something and there's all sorts of pictures well of you look work. at the look at the you look at the roof from the uh, helicopter footage alone that kind of thing was brought up because if you look at that footage there's all kinds of black mold on the top of that yeah that building why, that wouldn't be up to code. There's no handicap spaces. In 2012, that was all like law by that point. Handicap spaces near the front. And yeah. if you look at the way all the cars are parked, all these black SUV, like weird looking cars, they're all parked in, in this weird manner. And I'm just telling you, I'm telling you, I don't. Yeah, a lot of people know. think that uh, what is Sandy, was Sandy Hook the, the town, right? Or, well, it's Newtown, but yeah, Sandy, a lot of people are saying that like Newtown is some sort of like created town. Well, so well, there is a theory, and some people even said that uh, Littleton, uh, where Columbine happened, some people say the same thing that you know, the concept of like the safe house, the safe house, well, the idea of a safe town or retired agents kind of keep, keep a look after one another. Mm -hmm. Or they, you know, what I mean, kind of where they go to retire, where they can yeah. all kind of be kept under watch. Because once you're in those organizations, you're never out. You know, there's never kind of like with the mafia. If once you're in, you're never really out. So, yeah. it, and some people say that I don't know for a fact. I just like I don't know if it was a FEMA drill either. A lot of people say that too with Sandy Hook, like with Gene Rosen. They call him Creepy Gene. <laughs> He's like the guy who said that. uh that these kids uh, were dropped off by a, a phantom bus driver uh, to his house. Like, why would they? Why would a bus driver drop the kids off some random old creepy neighbor? Wait, the guy changed his story four times that day, depending on which you know news crew he was talking about. He said it was a male driver at one point. He said female driver. He also said he was coming home from getting coffee, and that's where he saw the kids. Then he said that he was in his house, in his house, and he was looking out the window, and he saw the kids. And it looked the story, and then this video where it looks like he's rehearsing what he's going to say, and the guy that's holding the camera filming him, he's like, "Are oh, you going to remember that?" And like, it's like he's stumbling over like stuff to say. I think all that stuff was put out on purpose. Like, whether or not, like it, I think kids, people died in there, right? It could have been just a regular false flag with this weird new twilight zoney kind of element where they put in this weird stuff to make conspiracy people go hey so odd like why is that parent laughing like robbie parker was that was a famous one that got a lot of people going is this a hoax i think that was on purpose part of the op i think yeah, kids yeah, I mean, well, look look where it's led us to it led us to the aj trial which might have been in that's a charade yeah. yeah but i mean yeah. that set that that was the cause of that trial and that sets yeah. precedence to to cancel to question you know, things because now yeah. your livelihood can be taken away just for asking a question that doesn't make any sense like why would a parent dress up in a suit less than 24 hours after his little girl has gone down and 
give a press conference. And then at the near the end of his speech, and this is before, like he was caught laughing and giggling right before he pretends to go, oh, the cameras. And then he like does this weird acting technique, it looks like, where he's getting into characters, what other people have said. It looks like that. But by the end of his little speech, he says that his daughter forgives the shooter. This is less than 24 hours after she was gunned down. You look at Columbine, there's no Columbine family members giggling in wearing suits and giving press conferences. If anything, they want to get the hell away from the cameras. So stuff like that is questionable. And now with the AJ trial, there's footage of the parents giving Alex Jones like a bottle of water and an aspirin and all this. They're, <laughs> they're laughing together and shaking hands and then the the, the lawyer for the parents like pretends to be all like a wrestler and like get away from them like he's the bad guy you know and that trial I'll tell you why uh, Alex Jones is very very questionable to me he could have had the whole thing thrown out because all Owen Schroyer his guy there did was ask the question why does Neil Heslin I think the last name Reslin or Heslin why did he say, tell Me Megan Kelly that he was holding his dead son in his arms with a bullet hole in his head when Wayne Carver, the goofy coroner the next day that gave a press conference, really memorable one because it acted really weird, he said the parents got no, no way, nowhere near their children's bodies and that they were only identified with Polaroids. If Alex Jones was the real deal, he would have had that thrown out in no time. Alex Jones just sat there and did nothing. Yeah. That's odd. That's weird. So I think he was a part of that, just like I believe that Trump was a part of January 6th. And you know why I believe that? Because that? That, that video footage of him saying, go home, we love you. We know we won. Just go home, we love you, right? His hair is a different color than it was like two, three hours before at the rally. He filmed that video well in advance of January 6th. So all these characters, they're, you know what I mean? Like people are fighting with each other about, oh, you're a Democrat, you're a Republican. It's two sides of the same corroded shitty coin. In my yeah, opinion. Just that's like all the, the same. The hope and change guy was for the other people before that. He was just as bad as Bush. And, uh, and I think Trump, I know a lot of Q people, I think, the cute thing was to lure people in, kind of like with the uh, the hoax thing with Sandy Hook. They lure them in with this weird footage, and then you get someone like Alex attached to it. Alex has unending money, you know. They even said his his business went up after the verdict the other day. That just doesn't make any sense to me. You know what I mean? Same with uh, Trump's raid, right? Anybody who has felt betrayed by Trump by not sticking up for them or any of that stuff, you know, who, you know, we were going to the Capitol because our president told us to go and fight, you know, Rudy Giuliani, Mr. 9-11 cover-up, he's, he's more inciting than even Trump is, where he goes, what, combat by warfare or something? He said those words. That's a, that's a real incitement. But what happens? Trump goes back to the White House and pours champagne and there's a photo of him. He has these little like red boxing gloves, like the whole thing's a joke. And all these people that end up getting killed and stuff, thinking they're making a difference. No, they were lured in, just like with the Alex Jones trial. January 6th commission, another 
BS thing, right? That yeah. gets tied to Alex now because his lawyer conveniently gave the prosecution Alex's phone. So now the January 6th panel wants to uh, subpoena those records. It's all, it's all a sham, dude. <laughs> yeah. Chris, I think we could talk to you for another 12 hours. Yeah, I'm sorry. I went on. I got to I got to get out of here. Um <laughs> tell everybody um how they can uh support you and find you what what you're uh, putting out. Well, I mean, if you want to support me, I mean, uh, I'm not doing, well, I was talking to getting a, a, a cash app thing just cuz uh I I don't know, I feel weird about it. It's basically my name backwards with like uh uppercase it's Cirques of Arg, which is what i go by on facebook i don't know why i did that i'm kind of goofy but uh yeah it's Cirques of Arg, uh, cash app thing it, the s is uppercase and then the other s for savard but it's all like together but i have a podcast now called get mad with chris graves it's on ocelli.com and uh i was supposed to have kevin smith on uh, this week but I think he uh, might have gotten mad at me or something. Kevin Smith, the guy who made Clerks and all that. Yeah, oh, really? yeah I saw him, Bob. Is, is he cool? He, he is, but uh, I think I just got him at the wrong moment because uh, I was asking what time we were going to do the interview because uh-huh. he gave me the day. He goes, yeah, how's Thursday? I said, oh, great. And I said, what time would be good for you? And didn't hear anything back. 